So hello everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the Unimoney podcast. Uh, it's a special episode this one and that's exciting. Uh, it's special for a few reasons. Firstly, I'm recording from a different location than usual. So if you do hear some background noises of a car honking maybe, you know, it just makes it all the more special. But leaving that aside for now, it's special for you because we have a new voice on the show today, which means it's our first guest on the podcast. Hooray, right? And Two, since the third of December, as the International Day of Persons with Disabilities, we're going to be talking about that. A little about the approach that one must take uh, when it comes to managing money in case of a physical, mental, or social disability, or even if you are just caring for someone who is differently abled. Right. So I do want to put some numbers in that that I came across on the United Nations website. Right. So. Did you know that according to the United Nations about 1 in 7 people in the world have some form of disability and I like that what they put on the website where they actually say that this probably makes it the world's largest minority and also did you know that 50% of disabled people cannot afford healthcare now that is something for us to think about as individuals as a society and also something for governments to chew right so the first guest that we have on our podcast is shreya jain who is a founder of a company called reservoir uh, shreya is someone i've known for about a month now one day i was randomly browsing through my linkedin feed as we all do i'm sure and i came across a video of her talking about this very topic which is money management for people uh, who are differently abled So I connected with her on LinkedIn to appreciate what she was doing with Reservoir, uh, and I'm glad I did that because a couple of weeks ago, Shreya reached out and asked if we could do a podcast for this for this day that was that's happening on the third of December, and it's not something that I was aware of. So I was really happy to do that. Right? And from what I understand about Reservoir, it's an online platform which connects people with special needs to services that cater to their unique situation. So what I'll do now is actually end my monologue. Uh, I'm sure you've had enough of me, and get Shreya in to talk about what she's doing with Reservoir. Hey, Shreya, thank you so much for joining in today. How are you? I'm good, Nitin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we are doing this, and I'm been looking forward to this conversation for some time now. Likewise. Uh, so let's start with yeah. So let's start with what what is Reservoir and uh, what it is. What led you to start this venture? A little bit about the story behind uh, who you are and and your company, Shreya. Hmm. uh well nitin like you rightly said that people who are differently abled are make a very large part of our community right and unfortunately mm-hmm. in india people with autism and invisible disabilities are still looked down upon because of a huge lack of awareness and acceptance right so i have a 19 year old brother actually now he's 20 <laughs> who has autism and okay. our family had to put up put up like a really tough fight to make a place for him in our society and because people like him can't stand up for themselves and for their own rights you know it's our responsibility to come together and start these conversations so once again mm-hmm. thank you for giving a platform where we have such important conversations that educate people and bring a lot of awareness to this to this conversation uh, so i started reservoir to unleash new opportunities for people like my brother we want to build the largest inclusion community so that people uh, with special needs in the families can 
um, find trusted service providers, they can build local support groups, and they can find the right kind of help, right? So one of the things that we do as a company is that we help them plan for a more secure future, so that people even after the parents, uh, these children or these adults with special needs remain safe, right? So we help them um, write their wills, set up their trusts. We help them get their documentation in place. So like you have your Aadhaar card, people with disabilities should also have a UDID card. the parents right. should have a legal guardianship certificate so we help them plan and identify what their options are so this is what mm-hmm. we do but it's not just about uh connecting them with uh service providers in in finance right it's also a lot of other things that you do yes so while we were working with these parents and because we've been in the space for so long um we decided that one solution sort of does not work on its own right it has to be a comprehensive thing so right. we work very closely with these families to try to understand their situation their existing situation and what their goals are and depending mm-hmm. on that we we are able to connect them to whatever kind of help they might need right even if it's not financial and legal so on our online platform we are ba- we're making a large database of service providers professionals information um and in the future hopefully we'll add um, more than just therapeutic categories or extracurricular categories onto our platform but basically everything that's inclusive right so you spoke about a couple of uh, the extracurricular activities right so what would that be for someone who's differently able what can someone find on your platform uh okay so or find they reach right rather if i put yeah um so i mean if you and i i mean or so to say normal people or neurotypical people were to find let's say an art class a dance class or a sports class it will be super easy for us right but right. when it's when there's a person who's differently able the trainer also has to be equipped in handling or has to have some experience or exposure training people who are differently able right so we're creating a database of such activities so if you go onto our website you can i mean we're only based in bombay right now and we're just mm-hmm. building we're uh building our tech in a, in such a manner that we can soon open our doors to other cities but right now you can find um um uh, you know art music dance uh, all kinds of different kinds of therapy on our platform for people with special needs great that that actually sounds wonderful sure thank you so much so so i actually not too recently but a little while ago i actually was having a conversation with the father of her uh differently able child Mm-hmm. um his son was probably around 4 years old at that point and he'd been diagnosed with autism when he was 1 and a half to 2 years old right so i'm assuming that's a fairly early diagnosis of autism yeah. um and he was talking about the money that he'd been spending on therapy sessions and okay. he was saying that he went to the best therapy uh, sessions across and this was someone in bangalore and that he wasn't really seeing an improvement in um his child's condition right and they'd moved houses they'd shifted homes to a to a newer place a bigger place and he found that that kind of helped his son to be happier and respond better um and it, that got him actually thinking whether he should because therapy is expensive right and since he didn't see a tangible result he was wondering if he should stop therapy and instead focus on saving that money for the future right and honestly it was my first time having such a conversation and uh, to me it didn't seem like it was an either or option right so 
uh, we did have a more detailed conversation about uh, trying to balance the money aspect today um, and you know just continuing to work on therapy while saving for the future or uh, insurance and for trusts what you spoke about all of that but what i wanted to ask you shreya is is there what do you think is there a straight answer to this because there's a lot of emotion involved right how do you now find the balance between uh, what you need to do today versus what you need to save for the future so that you know there's continuity even in case something happens to you sure so i'm first going to address your second question which is mm. a larger question right on now versus the future and then i'm going right. to address like a your first part which is more specific so mm-hmm. you know um again i'm going to start with an example which everybody can relate to as a neurotypical person also when your parents started planning for you it was probably before you were even born right and like most of our parents like they start planning for their children before we are born and mm. after we are born we have certain milestones in our life according to which we decide how much to save for each milestone right so probably for school then college then you know um a new job then marriage then retirement right so it's always right. like you have your goals set now because you have goals in the future you don't stop spending in the present right you don't do mm-hmm. that and even though for normal children right like no matter even even if they're going to school they always have activities in the evening like so mm-hmm. basically it's about overall development and all round development like for anybody else um second thing is that similarly even though the milestones are not the same it's important for parents of children with special needs to identify this very early on that their goals are different but they definitely need to do their goal setting process well and a good right. way to do that is hire somebody or engage with somebody who understands the journey better right So one right. of the things that we do is after we assess the child, assess the family situation, we figure out things very minutely. Let's say, is he going to go? Is he going to be going to a mainstream school, or is he going to be going to a special school? Right? Mm-hmm. How much support will he need during therapy? Um, what are what kind of therapies will help him? Is it more one-on-one? Is it more group setting? Right? Um, will the therapy involve uh, academic help, or should the th- therapy Uh, involve more of daily living skill activities right so it all i'm trying to say it's it's very individual there is no right, right or wrong answer like even you said there's no yes or no yeah but i feel that it's important that um, you start planning for various aspects of your life so for example uh, my brother uh, is severely autistic right mm-hmm. and we know for the rest of his life he will need some kind of support Right, right. So he will have some medical expenditures. He will have some person taking care of him always. Some caretakers' expense will be involved. You know, mm-hmm. there will be a residential cost involved. So all of these things are costs that we have accounted for right now. But he he is twenty years old and he still has ther- therapies that he goes for, and right. you don't see any tangible benefit of them upfront. But they all have like cumulative results that show in different parts of his life. right um that's why financial advisors are important they can help you in goal setting and also involving somebody who understands special needs per se which is sort of what as a boy is trying to do trying to bring in all the relevant experts together the second thing for this parent specifically i think the child is very young for him to take a call if he shouldn't do any therapy or no 
I think he should take more advice if he thinks a particular setting is not working for him. Maybe a different setting will work for the child. But I would not advise, or I mean, I'm not even the right person to give any advice on this. I'm seeing as a family member. I feel like it's too early to give up on uh, a very well, a very strong support system which might benefit him in the future. Right now, the child is young. He may not have so many uh, needs, but maybe as he grows older. he should already have a support system which he can like fall back on is my sense also the parents will be freer will be more like the child will be more independent the parents will be more independent if he has a support system right i have something to ask you based on you know what you've said so far mm-hmm. uh, in terms of and this is based on your experience uh, obviously so in terms of priority um, your personal experience and with you know what you've seen in your conversations with others what would be the top 3 things that uh someone has to keep in mind in a in a situation where they're a primary caregiver to someone uh, who is differently abled uh, what would you say uh right so the top 3 things um for me like for my family would be the first being giving a lot of importance to independent living and to like daily living skills Mm-hmm. So for that, what we realized in the middle was that our focus was so much on academics that we were ignoring other aspects of my brother's life, right? Right. Um, and then we realized he's not progressing as we would like him to be, even at school. So what's the point? So we very quickly mm-hmm. changed our focus and got him involved in other things. Um, so I'd say identifying what. the child can work with should be like number one priority for all parents instead of instead of trying to like fit them into um some a definition of what they think is right or what they think is normal so uh, right. my brother now does a lot of housework he does you know he's fairly like he's learned a lot of uh, life skills over the last couple of years the second thing that we uh, that is very important and i i'm confident it's co- it's a priority for everybody is to ensure the security of the child after the parent or after the guardians right because right? even my parents know that i have a life of my own and even though i care for him and love him and will always be there for him it's possible that i may not be there 24/7 so planning for the right. future becomes important so it, uh, in our circle the term what after us is a very common concern and a very pressing concern Mm-hmm. um which is sort of also what motivated me to start reservoir right it's the right. foundation of what we do right. uh the third thing i would say is also to enjoy the present it's something that comes very with a lot of difficulty to families especially its children because you're so caught up with like the daily struggle right like that you forget to unwind so it's a constant uh process of taking care of somebody else that but you know you also need to remember to have fun amongst yourselves with the child which i think is like mm-hmm. the top th- like the third most important thing for myself and my like is what i think should be for everybody else too fair enough makes yeah. sense mm. so you you spoke about obviously planning the what after bit right and hmm. also the the present now in terms of the present i would kind of think of um health insurance and insurances that can take care of therapy and other things in terms of the future uh, probably i would think about you know what after would involve probably life insurances and trusts and setting up trusts and all that thing but if we were to talk about health insurance um 
are there actually specific policies today in the market that cover the differently abled um, and do they also treat all disabilities the same way and by that i mean physical as well as mental is it treated the same way uh so that's a good question and a tough question because there is very little information available on this subject okay okay one there are very few policies practically non existent that would cater to the needs of uh, special needs well uh however recently the national trust act by the government has mm-hmm. come up with uh, a health insurance policy for people with disabilities uh which does cover some therapy some part of like hospitalization but again it has like a very it has a very uh, minute breakdown of in terms of how you can use that health insurance right uh um, right as opposed to the west where a lot of your um therapy medical concerns are taken care of by the state which is what which is what allows the infrastructure to grow so much which is what allows mm-hmm. um better quality help to come into place but because that does not happen and because there is no centralized form of help here the right. framework is very fluid right like so there is no standard quality or there are no checks and balances in order so there is no centralization in the process there is right. another one by star health insurance but again to be honest i heard very little about it i don't have mm-hmm. i mean i've tried calling them up trying to understand more about the policy but their agents are not very well versed with it uh, right. so it's it's sort of been because uh, obviously it's not their primary selling right. product so i you know i've tried calling yeah. their agents and they've sent me other um, different other different policies in return right. and then they've been and i was like you know but this is not what i was asking you at all so i wanted mm. to know you know how, i wanted to ask other people who have it you know how how is their claiming process everything but so far i've it's a lost fight right but yeah i think it's something so like that needs a lot of work intro. yeah fan of like so like i've said in the intro probably uh this is more of a welfare issue than anything else and probably more support from the government side is what is going to change the landscape for the different able then uh, not just in india but across the world as well right for sure the government sector also needs like the government also needs to take a stand but you know i think private players also need to at after one point stop thinking about their profits and start thinking mm. from like an integrity point of view right like i think yeah. there are so many private players in the insurance sector who can come up with policies which are very specific which are very uh, which will work for people with special needs because they obviously need lifetime of lifetime of support so right I, it's it's something that is not i mean i can imagine why there is no policy <laughs> for special needs children but i think it's it's just something that somebody needs to think from their heart and not from their head yeah i'll i'll just say one word over there capitalism but i <laughs> yeah. leave it at that yeah uh, so i don't know shay uh, if you watch the netflix show dogs um mm-hmm. the, the show explores the bond between uh, humans and dogs and the first episode was about a young girl who was suffering from seizures and how they got a service dog and how it actually helped the the child deal with her uh, seizures right do those kind of options so leaving aside health insurance and everything else for the time being do we have those kind of uh, options in india like we do in the west 
So I hadn't watched the show until you mentioned it, and hmm. uh, after you mentioned it, uh, I it was uh, after you texted me asking me about the show. I watched it, and it's blown my mind away. Okay, it's it's absolutely incredible and beautiful. I don't think something of that extent exists in India where you know there's a company that's actively doing this. There are a couple of people um, who do deal with sensitization using animals. and therapy using animals um mm-hmm. in fact there is one if there, there's somebody in bangalore who i know there's somebody in bombay who i know of um right. so there are people i'm just not sure of the scale and the 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 structuring of the program is the same but it's right. very very interesting however i've realized you know uh, nitin that in general dogs have a very good impact on people with special needs So my brother grew up with a dog, and even though he doesn't, ha- he didn't see any therapeutic advantages of having him. He was very curious around him, right? So my dog would never right. bark at him or be aggressive towards him ever. He no matter what he did, he would step on his tail, you know, open his mouth, put his hand inside his mouth, no matter what he did. So it's a very beautiful hmm. experience to just watch also all of that happening. Um, but you know, also uh, not. apart from animals india finally is opening up to alternative ways of therapy that are not conventional like music right. therapy art therapy these are upcoming and i feel like now that we've entered this arena and now that we're looking at alternatives we will get there yeah so like what what you said about your dog probably behaving uh, different what's your dog's name by the way shreya Uh that's my family dog his name is Pogo so he's pretty old now and he loves Pogo that's P O G O yeah it's okay so I, i'm guessing okay i figured <laughs> okay so my wife and i we have a golden retriever as well and his name is Charlie uh by no means is he a therapy dog mm-hmm. uh but there was an instance where he met and he's a very happy dog who wants to meet everyone and uh shake paws and jump and play and do all that Uh, but the first time he met uh, a young child with autism uh charlie behaved completely differently right and this was a child who up until that 5 minutes or 10 minutes before meeting charlie hadn't said a word uh but the moment he met charlie he just kept repeating charlie's name over and over again uh, the child was super happy and charlie really didn't do anything except just staying by the kid's side with his head kind of bowed down right and that really surprise me because i'd never seen charlie do something like that oh my and god so, that's wonderful but he's not a therapy dog we checked so we checked okay. to see if he can be a therapy dog after that but uh he was he's too happy and friendly to actually be in those sort of situations which is required uh, by a therapy dog but uh, but i'm guessing it's not just dogs and it's just animals who who mm-hmm. are probably smarter than humans in so many ways right yeah yeah So uh, so anyway Shreya so uh, in the video and today uh, you briefly in the video that I watched and even today you spoke uh, briefly about you know trust and your experience with your brother and uh, even on the priority list as well about planning for the future right the what after mm-hmm. um, now could you talk to us a little bit about your experience in in with dealing in dealing with trust and the things that you have to keep in mind when doing so Sure. So I'm going to give you a brief background about 
you know how we had initially gone about forming a trust and what went wrong so basically i'm hoping people right. can learn from my mistakes and we made a lot of mistakes right so okay. uh, hmm. we set up a trust because of the same fears of what after us in fact we were one of the proactive parents families in fact where we said okay no we have to work on it right like we have to find a solution so we went so first of all we did not know where to look who to ask all of these questions from so finally we found a lawyer who said okay you know you have to set up a trust for your family and we said okay fine that makes sense whatever he's saying is is logical and he went ahead set up a family trust i was very young at that time uh, i didn't understand any of these things i wasn't even involved in the process in fact and right. uh, that was it so i mean one fine day there was something called the trust that was set up for us but nobody really knew what had happened right mm-hmm. um and few years later when we were actually in an adverse situation like our family was going through a very tough time my father's business his health everything was suffering um mm-hmm. which is when we sort of you know we our brains clicked and we said okay wait what happened now how do we use that trust you know what happened now what happens now right and, you know we realized we didn't know anything about it and that is when we sort of in that state of panic we st- sort of started looking at what we were supposed to do only to realize that my grandmothers were the trustees of the trust and okay. i was the beneficiary along with my brother and uh, even with my mother in fact so it was a very it was a structure that the minute we looked closer we said this does not make sense why are my grandmother my maternal and was on the trust on, on the trustee this on the trusteeship of the trust they are was then no way going to outlive my parents right so right it, it was all very confusing and but you know because we were in this unfortunate situation we were forced to rectify our mistakes and right. during this process we realized a lot of people don't even realize that that, that has happened no, you know because it's it's a legal document you don't really understand what you're getting yourself into uh, a lot of times lawyers are not equipped to understand uh, uh, you know family trusts for special needs because hmm. usually what happens is you're empowering a beneficiary uh, also a lot of times when you're making a trust but in people in cases when there are people with special needs you can't do that you can't because they they are not the best they may not be the best decision makers in terms of financial decisions which is why you need to choose your trustees very carefully maybe have a board of advisory you know maybe have a uh, very well guarded system of people it's it has to be done very thought like it has to be thoughtfully done Which, right um in fact then we had to rework our trusteeship uh, our trust our, our trust who the trustees were going to be now i have two of my cousin sisters who live very close to him you don't know of his disability know what his challenges are and now they are the trustees we understand that okay. respons- roles and responsibilities right otherwise what do you mm-hmm. know what, when you hear the word trustee initially nobody knew what that meant even my yeah. grandmothers didn't know but you know at that time they were they just said ki you know uh, agar family ke liye kuch bhi karna hoga hum karenge but what right. needs to be clarified is that the role of a caregiver or the role of a uh, concerned family member is different than that of a trustee the trustee has a fiduciary Absolutely. responsibility right so that needs to be understood very well by the parents and the family 
but did you have to create an entirely new uh, structure for the trust or could you rework the trust that was already in existence we had to rework the trust because it's also not easy to dissolve a trust right so it's not like if you've set up a trust you can just like dissolve it tomorrow so it's right. also complicated to do that but luckily we were able to find somebody who's um, who understood our situation very well and you know it's it's so interesting that uh, once i spoke to him and that spoke to so many lawyers in the middle and i taken this mm. upon myself to figure it out and then we realized that this person finally understood our situation gave us a solution that made sense to us and later right. i asked him like how you know how did you understand so fast and then he told mm. me that both his parents were differently able right you know so it's just something that's not a cut copy paste solution it needs to be it needs to be understood very minutely and now you know we work together for all the families that we work with it's a different mm. level of understanding and comfort it's just this sense of belonging and this sense of understanding that you have because you've experienced it on your own right so you know what that the person right. is going through yeah yeah i i came across this so before this conversation um a couple of days ago when i was kind of doing my reading on this i came across a website so there's not so much in india that you know um i i got like to read a lot about yeah uh, most of it was us based articles and yeah um you know things in the rest of the world yeah but there was this one website which was uh i didn't do too much of i didn't deep dive into it too much but basically it was a website built by people uh, and this is financial advisors financial mm-hmm. advisors who had someone in their family with special needs uh, so they decided to set up a practice that mm-hmm. was focusing primarily just on this right yeah yeah and i know the i'm sure they're talking about in fact okay. you'll not believe it uh, when i came up with this idea i was in new york and mm-hmm. the website that you're talking about is the website i looked at and said i need to do this right <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> yeah makes sense uh, that's where someone like you and reservoir comes into the picture right and kind of you know forms that bridge between uh serving people who are differently able and putting them to the right partners who it could be someone in financial services or like we spoke about earlier it could be even someone who's just doing alternative therapy uh and things of that sort right but people who can actually and truly make a difference in the lives of uh the differently able and even the family of the differently able right um yeah. and that's what hopefully uh you will continue to do right uh but we spoke about families and the support system um share right mm-hmm. we never at least me uh i don't remember having such conversations about are uh, the differently able and disabilities in school or even in the family circle right but it is important that people are aware and also that they sensitized about some of these things right so how do you now form such an environment um and create that sort of an entire social support system where people make an effort uh, to talk about these things what do you what do you think oh i think you know this is one of those topics that's very close to my heart and i think it's close to everybody's heart when there's a child in the family who's different right because you know let me let like let's ask everybody who's listening to imagine themselves as to how many different roles they play in their lives right so mm. you're a husband you're a son you're a professional 
you know at some point you were a student so you played so many roles in your life and now imagine if you were to be reduced to just one role right or to right. just one label it doesn't it scare you like your entire identity is just suddenly taken away and reduced hmm. to like one word and i think that is sort of what has happened to people with different needs just because my brother is has autism you know he's just only seen as autistic and right. everything else i have to remind everybody else that oh look he's so good at sports oh look he's so good at this and look mm-hmm. xyz and so all of his abilities all of his strengths have to be constantly reminded because he's associated with a weakness and right. i think that is something that needs a complete perception change you know uh i'll give you an example so i have my sister has a 3 year old boy like one of my cousins mm-hmm. and uh, somebody was visiting our house who has a child with special needs and so right. both these kids were playing in the garden together and you know so we didn't tell uh, my cousin's son we didn't tell uh, i mean i'm just going to give names to the kids. like let's call kid, the kid a and b let's say a is the normal mm. kid and b is the special kid so we didn't tell, mm. uh, tell a that you know b has a disability he didn't tell him that he just mm. said okay well look b is going to play with you but he's going to play with you a little differently so if okay. if you're used to playing cricket in a certain way if you're used to standing in one place and hitting the ball now you're going to run after each other like you know you're you're going to throw the ball in his direction and mm. he's going to hit the ball so you know we basically I just changed the game a little bit and it was a lot of fun right. so we both had a great time playing with mm. each other and you know that was it we, so there is no need to sometimes explain the negatives of a situation right it can also just be different just because it's not the way you're used to is doesn't mean it's abnormal right so like normal and right. abnormal is a perception and i can't Absolutely. emphasize mm. on the fact of how important it is that a child is included in different aspects of the community of the society that he's in so we've always noticed that where families are extensively involved families just beyond the parents or the sibling are involved where neighbors mm. are involved where they're going to school where they're being accepted the child the children mm. do so well they're so you know they uh, in terms of the confidence that they have the self esteem that they have it's for anybody right like if you were excluded from everywhere you were going even if you don't have a disability you will automatically feel unhealthy and low so right coming to that it's important that that's why like you said first we need to educate people we need to make them aware of the differences right change right. the way we look at these situations for them to act differently um so yeah that's that's what it is fair enough i think that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. so then there's a transition period now from when you are no longer a child and you or the the person who's differently abled is no longer a child and now they transition into an adult life adult life right and there's always a spectrum to uh, disability right whether it is uh, physical mental or social right? right so there could be a lot of situations where they can perform a uh, work or take up job responsibilities like any other person mm. right and i won't say any other normal person like any other person right right, right. and companies are already i know a lot of companies are already leading that change right and creating better opportunities for the differently abled yeah um a couple of restaurants that come to my mind which i have visited personally are uh, dialogue in the dark which employs uh, people who are visually impaired mm-hmm. um and there's mirchi and mime in uh, mumbai yes who 
employ people who have speech impairments and uh yeah i think speech impairments right yeah and even larger mnc's like accenture and many others i'm sure have a pwd what they call a pwd mm. uh, program people with disabilities program mm. right in place mm. uh, to kind of employ and promote employment for these kind of people right Okay. Uh, what do you see happening in this space, Shreya? Or what would you like to see change in this space? See, there's a very large gap in what I would like to see and what's happening. But I, hmm. I agree with you. I think we're definitely starting out. Uh, you know, just the fact that you remember a few names uh, on the top of your head when you think they're doing something different by employing these people. You know, hmm. don't you think it makes them stand out? Absolutely. Yeah. So like every time I've spoken spoken to anybody who thinks of, I ask them right like, can you remember a company which hires people with special needs? Invariably, everybody in Bombay says Milchi and mine. Hmm. It's because the it's it's so cool. It's so cool as a concept, and you know they function so well. The first time I went there, I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize that they were doing that they were uh, hearing impaired until I asked somebody a question, and then they had to tell me that oh, you know, you know. Like that, he had a sign language or an applica that right. he gave to me. So all I'm saying is, when you do things differently, apart from the fact that you're giving something, you're giving an opportunity to the person, you're also creating something that's unique for your own organization, right? right? And if companies start to identify that, if brands start to identify that, I feel like this conversation will become much easier. Um, and like you said, there are companies. that are doing that so one of the companies that are doing an incredible job in this space is lemon tree hotels so the right. lemon tree hotels mm. have a very extensive hiring program for all kinds mm. of dis- for different kind of disabilities they right. they train them they have an internship period then they have full time hires and you know so so that's there but you know if you'll notice nitin there are so like you said accenture in fact microsoft for example mm. sap for mm. example They have very large hiring, inclusive hiring projects in the West, in the US especially. Right. But they don't have those here in India. They don't. The, the scale of the pro- programs is not the same. Right. Um. Mm. So that always gets me to think why. So if they're doing it in one part of the world, they obviously know the benefits of it, right? They've obviously yep. experienced it. They've obviously know it's beyond just. um uh, you know it's it's beyond just a money matter now it's 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 a it's it brings you fresh perspective so they obviously have i mean i can talk about the benefits of hiring people who are different for like an like it'll, it'll have to be a different podcast then but you know there are so many benefits and i'm so whoever wants to discuss i'll be happy to share it with them how they can do this right like as a mm. company reservoir is trying to establish a very comprehensive program in how companies can first begin with sensitization training right? right and then they can slowly and slowly start to think about inclusive hiring but first mm. step like you said is sensitization and right. uh, you know also that being said the trainers or so it's a supply and demand issue right like there are organizations mm. who are doing great work in terms of training the children in terms of, sorry at all the children but training these young adults So it it needs to be an ecosystem where the requirements of the organization are understood well, and mm. the trainers can work according to these guidelines of what is expected of the trainees, and then and mm. and then work on this. 
and yeah. like you said it's so important to have um, a job right for you for everybody i mean it, it right it's sense of pride it's a sense of and i we genuinely believe that in order to be um truly inclusive inclusive or truly included in the community you have to be a part of the gdp right only then can you demand all these rights only then are you truly a part of the country's value chain right so right. and it's something that it that can be done with small accommodations if people are aware of it's just that abhi perception galat hai abhi hmm. they don't understand something so it seems very scary but again it's all about starting a conversation trying to understand something that's different and that's new that's it and right. it's you so just about amazed, taking the first step hmm. yeah and you'll be amazed how hmm. it will affect your work culture you know people love working in organizations that take strong social stands so even for startups yeah. right it's if you're building a new organization if you're building a new culture you know if you're doing everything differently why not also look at this i have i have hired somebody who's differently able uh, he does all my content and blogs and trust me he's the he's the person i micromanage the least in my organization right he i don't have to give him reminders i don't have to give him too many like i have to give I have to explain everything to him once he will understand what he needs to do and then deliver it right and then it's a very simple process i don't have to chase him and i know he's my most loyal employee because i mean he doesn't even work for me full time but i know he's the most dedicated to his work in my entire team so it's amazing it's it's an ex- it's a wonderful experience to work with somebody who's differently able so i just say that's what what i like to call uh, conscious capitalism where it's not just <laughs> yes. about money alone that matters and it's everything else around it that can also add value right not just to yourself but uh, to the world as well right right uh, but this is an amazing conversation um shreya and i've learned so much today and i'm sure everyone else has to uh, thank you so much for doing this and sharing your experiences uh, it's been an absolute pleasure for me speaking uh, today i know we said that we'd probably try and do it in a 30 minute conversation and you thought it would be uh done even sooner than that but we have ended up doing a fairly lengthy podcast and thank you so much extra thanks for being patient because this is the first time that we are trying to record a remote podcast and it hasn't gone too smoothly and this is probably our attempt number 100 right so thank you so much shreya for being patient no worries i just hope the conversation doesn't get boring for your listeners because we've gone over time but i had a lot of fun I hope all your listeners do too. I did too. Uh and to everyone who's tuned in, uh you can check out what Shreya is doing. Uh I think the website is reservoirnow.com, right Shreya? That's right. Right? I, and let's that's... just spell it out for people because it gets yeah. tricky. So it's r e s o r d o i r n o w.com, reservoirnow.com. Perfect. I'm sure Shreya will be happy to hear from you guys as well so you can connect with Shreya. Um And thank you all for tuning in today and listening to our episode. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation and learned things like I did. So until next time, uh, this is your host Nitin, and we are Unimoney.